This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Thank you for tuning in to Marking Out. I am your host, Dave, the rave that all the ladies crave. And this is episode 188. We are so close to that 200 mark. I could feel it in my loins. I am here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome as always. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. You could follow Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. It's funny, I saw somebody within, I think, the wrestling realm using Dave the Rave as a Twitter handle. Oh, and damn. I, and I thought you had changed yours for a second. No, I think it's taken already. Yeah, um, yeah listen to all past episodes, markingout.com. Subscribe to us and all that fun stuff. Like us, follow us. You know this spiel. We don't have to give it to you anymore. Um, yeah, so this past week... Unfortunately, there was a loss in the pro wrestling community. Uh, Sean O'Hare passed away. Um, Brandon, he was one of your favorite wrestlers growing up, right? Yeah, he was one of my favorite wrestlers. Everyone's like, oh, he's like, oh, that part of WCW was terrible, but there were great things to come from that era of WCW, like Sean O'Hare. And uh, I mean, the news was shocking to, I'm sure, everybody. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the circumstances are unfortunate. And everything. Um, he was definitely... Huh? I was going to say, I think he's one of the most underutilized people on the WWE roster. Oh, without a doubt. I was about to go into that. That guy, he had the look, the, when the he was, skills. When he was the devil's advocate. I'm yeah. not telling you anything that you don't already know. Yeah, he he's definitely up there with Bam Bam Bigelow and many others that the WWE have completely underused. Yeah, uh, they had a lot with him, and unfortunately, they didn't use him to his potential. And um, yeah, so our thoughts and condolences go out to all the families and friends of uh, Sean O'Hare. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and on that note, I guess let's move on with the pod with the no, no, the only online listening experience in the world today. Yes, or at Let's, least that we know of. Yeah, no, not that we know of. <laughs> it's my. Thing. I coined it. It is the only. But uh, let's move on to some fan questions and comments. Last week we had one come on after the bell, I guess you'd say. Whatever. Uh, that's whatever. Really? You yeah. Went, yeah. Okay. I, we'll I'm, yeah, I'm rolling with that. Nick wrote in to us saying, WWE is missing a trick with the Miz and Sandow combo. Sandow should go on a winning streak as Miz's stunt double while Miz goes on a losing streak. It would create a strong mid-card feud and an interesting angle that they haven't that they haven't done before. Keep up the good work. Um I actually I think they are doing a great job with well, I, what they're using right now. I think he's just saying that they're missing the boat with something that could be even greater than I I don't think so. Like I mean, yeah, I would, I'm sure that's what I he's saying. So. But I would think so. I I think that what they're doing right now with uh, Miz down Miz, I think it's perfect because even the Miz said in one of his promos 
that you never once Miz becomes champion, you don't know what he's going to be doing. He could easily uh, turn on the Miz, and I think that it's and the uh, Miz now he's already he's solidifying himself even more than he is uh, currently. But do you think if Miz went on a, a losing streak and Miz and Miz Dow was winning, that would, I, you don't think that would be a good feud? I think I don't think they're trying to set up Miz Dow versus the Miz right now, and I don't think you should. I think you should well, be sit, sitting with Miz and Ziggler for now, and I think Miz Dow is fine to be like a but, third. But further like further down the line, though, would you care to see that or no? I mean, I want to see a feud between them, but not in that manner. I would like to see Miz Dow. Uh, turn, I guess, face turn, even though he's already loved by the crowds, uh, just face turn and um, turn well, think, on the Miz. I think that would, that would help a face turn if Miz goes on that losing streak. And I don't think it's necessary, though. I feel like that's just, I think, a sudden... Well, it writes, it writes a chapter. Uh, I don't know. I think they're going about it correctly, and I'm going to, before I comment and bash what they're putting out there or like give my input on it, I'm going to let it play out because I think they're doing right. Right. Okay. Um, we have a comment on the website from Kyle. Hey, guys, another awesome listening experience this past week. Which I, I appreciate get, you saying that. <laughs> I wanted to get your thoughts on NXT and see what you would do in Kenta's debut tonight on TakeOver. I would love to see Devitt or Steam debut as well. As a guy who didn't well, let's really pause. watch. Let's pause there. Okay. Let's, Thank you, Zach Morris. Yeah, timeout. Okay. I guess we'll talk about NXT later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, I guess. I mean, no real reason to have paused there then, but. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll discuss all that later. Um, I guess we. I could agree with you. I would like to see Devin and Steam, but I understand they want to kind of. Um, gradually bring them in and have them, I guess, adapt to the way of the WWE in the ring? I don't even think it's that. I think it's just there's no reason to debut like four strong people or three strong people. Yeah, there's no no reason to pull a shotgun when you have so many bullets. Just let it. Just let each one go gradually. What on earth does that even mean? <laughs> well, when you pull the trigger of a shotgun, you're kind of letting out multiple... You're spraying multiple bullets. Each wrestler is a is a bullet. There's no reason to pull the trigger on all of them right now at the same time. Oh. As a guy who didn't really watch any WCW, what would you guys recommend me watching Nitro pay-per-view wise? I'm looking into the beginning of the NWO era and on. If any other listeners have any suggestions, hit me up on my Twitter at the Kyle Burdick. Thanks guys. Have a good weekend. Um, thank you for your comment. I actually followed you the other day, so thank just kind of as a thank you for always listening and commenting to us and leaving your questions, just to show that it is very appreciated. So thank you. Um, as for WCW wise, I I don't know that much about the WCW era or anything. I mean, the match that I that stands out to me is pre NWO era, and that's the Brian Pillman versus Jushin Liger from Super Brawl uh, Two. That that was a good match. Um, but you know I, it's thing or it's weird, not weird. I, but like I said before, I didn't really watch WCW. It was from the era that everybody else hates. So yeah. my suggestion would be from either. 
uh, New Blood Rising, three count, which was uh, Evan Courageous, Shannon Moore, and Shane Helms. They took on uh, the Jung Dragons, which was Kaz Hayashi, uh, Jamie Noble, and what's his name? Jimmy Wang Yang? Yeah. In a ladder match. That's Absolutely. one of the most underrated matches. They they killed it then. But then they also had another ladder match at Starcade, which was uh, Starcade 2000. It, and it, that at that point was three count, which was Shane Helms and Shannon Moore taking on um, Jamie Noble and Evan Courageous. And then the team of the Jung Dragons, which was Jimmy Wang Yang and Kaz Hayashi. Both those ladder matches were awesome. Uh, and like I'm saying, WCW had good stuff in 2000 and 99 mm-hmm. that just nobody, nobody gives a shit about. But those were like, that's my prime like childhood right there. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but but then they had other garbage too. So I mean, but Not I, other I garbage, also like some garbage. of the stuff they were putting out too. I mean, I love that that idea of that when they had the ready to rumble. With that cage on top of the cage on top of the cage. Right. It was like, yeah, it was a sloppy-ish match, but still the thought process of it and with Vince Russo and everything, it was just it was just cool to see it actually play out. Right. Um, no, but, but they, like they, they did have good matches. There were there were good matches, but then there yeah. was just those. I mean, other... they had they had a ta- uh, they had a ton of talent. I mean, and the NWO was amazing. Um, it's worth looking into a little bit of everything. If anything, go onto the board, search on like Google, search up like five star match, uh, WCW, and see what comes up, and then just move on from there. That's what I usually do when I'm looking for a really good match. I'll just try to search for, even though it's the Meltzer rating, and Meltzer's a schmuck. Um, <laughs> so just. Yeah, that's what I base mine off of. Yeah, I mean, you could just watch a lot of uh, Chuck Palumbo, Sean O'Hare, uh, Sean Stasiak, Chuck Palumbo. I know they teamed uh, Chronic, which was Brian Adams and Brian Clark. It's my favorite uh, tag team. Canyon. Yeah, Canyon. Watch Canyon, Raven, uh, Saturn. Vampiro. Oh. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be Goldberg. It doesn't have to be Kevin Nash by any means. No Hollywood Hogan. Ray Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero. Benoit, yeah, like all, pretty much all of them have been in amazing matches. Uh, well, I mean, you're naming you're naming a lot lower of uh, yeah, I'm um, well higher, years. no lower years than me. Like you're, oh. you're naming what ninety five, ninety seven. Mm-hmm. I got the ninety nines. Um, yeah, but thank you for your question, and I hope hopefully that helped a little bit. I mean, yeah, not, I'm not trying really. to think of like other matches. I mean. It's very tough to go through because then there's all those like crummy matches and they had like Yeah, you had crummy matches Sar- like when, or when they were when they would debut the hardcore championship of their own and Oh Norman Norman Smiley. Watch <laughs> Norman Smiley made matches. he made that that division, but there were some fucking god awful things that took place with that stuff. Just Brian Knobs, I remember being terrible. But it was funny though. It was entertaining. For Smiley, not Knobs. Knobs is just a terrible wrestler in general. Yeah, but... Sorry for all you 80s fucking, oh, or 90s. Oh, the Nasty Boys are my favorite tag team. I don't think anybody ever says that. I think I know somebody that has that as a favorite no tag shit, team. shit, really? I think. I'm not Nasty positive. Boys? Yeah. 
They, I don't know. Everybody's got to each their own. I don't know. I, I always, I always like like head shrinkers over nasty boys. Even though nasty boys was a little bit before head shrinkers, but even still. Yeah. All right. So you want to do some sports entertainment? Yeah. Let's talk about some SmackDown. Yeah, kicking it off with John Cena promo. Well, yeah, no. well, no, well, I was going to say the middles, but let's do the goods and then we'll Yeah, let's just, get the goods. Yeah, because the middles is nothing big. But yeah, John Cena opened up SmackDown. Uh, it was a rare appearance for him on the show. Hasn't, I mean, really been on SmackDown for, I mean, a steady gig, I guess. No, he's been on. But not, not recently. But not like, it, it's still a rare appearance. Considered to when he was on steadily, steadily. But uh, I, I feel like I do see him on uh, cutting promos very often on SmackDown. Not really wrestling, bro. Do you even watch SmackDown? There's yeah. no way he's not. He hasn't been on in months. I don't think. Yeah. But John Cena, anyway, he was talking about his uh, Night of Champions match, and uh, Kane and Seth Rollins interrupted him, and then Roman Reigns came out, the Wyatt family, Jericho, Mark Henry, Big Show, yada yada yada. And then Triple H came out, set up the main event for uh, the evening. So I thought the promo by John Cena was good. And, I mean, obviously everyone that came out was put in the match. So we'll talk about that in a bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next, we had Dolph Ziggler defeating Cesaro. Uh, Sheamus was on commentary for this one. And I want to say, before we talk about Ziggler and Cesaro, I think Sheamus and Cesaro is going to be a damn good match at Night of Champions. I think so, too. I am looking forward to it. I think Cesaro is going to shine. Yeah, and I think Sheamus is going to... I mean, obviously, there's some sort of, like, connection between the two of them that they'll put on some good match, but Dolph Ziggler and Cesaro was a good match as well. Wow. Yeah, you're right. What? No, his last match, besides this past weekend, I think was in June on SmackDown. Yeah, so... That's... I don't know... I feel like that's kind of pretty much John. You have a better a better chance of seeing John Cena in if you want to see John Cena wrestle. You have a better chance of seeing him wrestle at a house show than on SmackDown. Well, it's a it's the B show. Why he doesn't have to be on SmackDown? But then why? Like that's the thing. He he'll wrestle like two or three house shows in a week, but he'll only want do one televised show. As of now, it seems like Roman Reigns' show is SmackDown. Like, it seems like he kind of owns, like, he's been, like, I think, I'm, I'm almost certain main event every single week or yeah. something. I don't know, it, it's, just weird. it's just kind of weird to me if you want to, like, say that he does, like, John's, I don't know, like, you call SmackDown the B show and everything, so what's the house show? The house show would be a C show. So then, why, so Cena is going to be shown more often on a C show? Because the C show is for, hmm. How do I put this? I mean, you don't have to run with storylines. Right. They're not... I, I think it's... Future. I mean, John Cena, the past three house shows... Oh, wow. Since, like, late August, John Cena has steadily been in street fights with uh, Kane. Yeah? Yeah. Since late August, he's been... St- since, like, the 22nd of yeah, August, so he's been steadily defeating Kane at house shows. And, like, what is that? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, street fight... Street Fight allows whoever else wants to get in. Probably like a 10-minute match. 10, 15 minutes. That's it. 
Yeah, and I guess it's maybe the, I don't know, I was going to say the travel, but that can't be, because you're still all over the country. No, it's still California. I mean, this past weekend, he was doing Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania. What is that noise? Uh, motorcycle driving down the block. I was like, what is, this sound like a jet was coming right towards my ears. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. what'd you think of Cesaro and Dal Ziggler? I was a fan of it. I thought it was good. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Afterwards, Cesaro attacked Ziggler and Sheamus got in the ring and hit Cesaro with a broke kick. That's, uh, I mean, if that's worth noting. And then Jimmy Uso defeated Heath Slater. Yeah, and I, I have to say that I love the TV time that Heath is getting. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you do Who? as well. Heath Slater? He, oh, yeah. I think it's perfect. I mean, I'm a big fan of Slater Gator. I think they're both very talented, especially, I mean, not to, but I think that Titus O'Neil is a little bit more talented than Heath Slater. I don't think so. I think, I think they're both up there. But I, can't, I, I can't say who is more talented. After I've seen, I've seen all of Heath's stuff in FCW. There's no way I can tell you that he's not more talented or less talented than someone. I don't know. Maybe it's just because of the physique difference, like the size difference between the two. Maybe that's the only like factor that's playing into my mind. Which I mean, but you've watched his FCW stuff when yeah, he's no, champion. the guy, no, he's very talented. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, if, if I'm very impressed with Titus O'Neil more than anybody. I mean, the guy's coming in as a football player and really no experience or anything like that. And he's grown into becoming a really good wrestler. And he's doing so much for the – he's doing a lot for the company. He, when he speaks, he sounds well-educated. They're sending him out to like schools, uh, Special Olympics, and just media events to uh, help cover them. And I, I, I think it's great. Yeah, and uh, I actually enjoyed JBL's commentary during this match just because he was speaking about the bunny and Heath mm-hmm. and how JBL eats bunnies on Easter. Yeah. And I thought that was funny because I guess – I mean, I, I don't celebrate Easter, but mm. I'm almost certain you're not supposed to eat rabbits on Easter. It's supposed to be some sort of. I don't know. Do they, I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't think so. I don't know the deal with Easter and bunnies. But anyway, during the match, Titus O'Neil got on the apron and uh, got knocked off or kicked off by Jimmy, and then Jimmy ended up winning later on in that in that match. But I think it's weird that Titus O'Neil is getting the matches on Raw, and Heath Slater, I guess, is getting SmackDown. I mean, I guess it's a good... I mean, it would be nice if they switched back and forth a little bit. Yeah. Just because not everybody that watches Raw watches SmackDown, vice versa. Yeah. So, uh, you had Paige defeat Bree. Um, yeah, AJ was on commentary, and Nikki was just sitting ringside for... Like, I don't know why she wasn't on ringside uh, on commentary, but I'm, I'm kind of glad she wasn't. Yeah. And uh, at, at one point during the match, AJ got up and attacked Nikki and then Brie pulled her off for whatever reason and then when she got back in the ring she got hit with the rampage and I thought I thought it was a good match with just with an odd an odd odd ending yeah I try they're they're like trying to play that Bella and everything into I don't know like I just didn't like uh, yeah Brie is like oh stop attacking my sister I love you Nikki this that but it's like Uh. I don't we're not stupid. We don't get. I don't get it. 
I'm still kind of curious how this is all going to, how they're going to play this out on Total Divas. And I don't understand, it's not even on Total Divas right now. We won't know until like the next season finale. Yeah, the season finale or something. And I I don't understand, like, why is, like, the the, the Divas match at Night of Champions. Why was, like, why is Brie even facing Paige there? I don't know. It's just so, like, it's such an odd thing to me. But. Up next, we had Bo Dallas defeating Zack Ryder. See, this is a match I could I could get behind and say this is an okay win. Not that Rusev bullshit against <laughs> Ryder, but Zack Ryder right off the bat fucking hit a, a great running drop kick as soon as the bell rang. Dude, Matt, he threw such a gr- awesome drop kick. Yeah, um, I think it's one of the best that I'm seeing currently. Yeah, I could agree. I to mean, that. I think he's definitely in the top five. Uh, I mean, with who else being there? Ziggler? Ziggler. Orton? Curtis Axel, I think, throws a nice one. Ziggler, Zack Ryder, Curtis Axel, Randy Orton, Dolph Ziggler. There's a... How many more do I have? How many spaces? I think that's it. (laughs) No, there's Um, gotta be. One more, maybe? I don't know who else throws a really good dropkick right now. I don't know. I feel like I'm thinking more of uh, the heavyweights. Definitely not Kane. No, I mean lightweights, but Kane's definitely oh. not a good drop kick. I thought you said King. I was like, what? Yeah, he'll break a hip. Uh, um, but, but the match didn't last too long between the two of them. And, uh, I mean, obviously Zack Ryder is doing his job. Yeah. Which is um, a stupid thing those to say. But haters. Uh, yeah, I don't understand. This is two weeks can... in a row that he's been on television. But I, I just don't understand how people could say, like, oh, Zack Ryder sucks. He's awful. This, that. Jobber. This, that. But it's like he's doing, like, exactly yeah. what needs to happen. You need enhancement talent. He is yeah. falling as an enhancement talent. There's nothing wrong with that. You need that in pro wrestling. Without that, you have no – you can't build up a wrestler. Right, and I, right. I and I thought Bo's promo after the match was hilarious. I laughed when he said something that uh, he's like, "Something must have gone wrong in your life for you to be living in Nebraska." Uh, <laughs> and I thought that was funny. And then Swagger interrupted him, and they brawled a bit, and Swagger kicked him out of the ring. So um, I guess that's setting up for their match. Yeah, probably. Uh, I I can't I no I can't see it as a pre-show. No, me neither. I think I, I see it as an inter, like a what is it? Just like um. Don't you dare say it. In between match, like just like a bathroom break match. Mm. Not not that it's a bathroom break, but it's not like it's going to be in between the title match. It's like a separation. Yeah. Okay. Um, in the main event, you saw Y2J, John Cena, Mark Henry, Big Show, and, and Roman Reigns. Reigns take on the Wyatt Family and Authority. Yep. It ended uh, in a no contest, though. Mm-hmm. But I, I loved the spotlight of Mark Henry and Big Show as a tag team. I liked how Big Show hit that another sunset flip on Eric Rowan. I guess the fans will pop for that. You know, if the if it got so many people to talk this time around, you might as well, last time you might as well keep it going. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, John Cena had Seth Rollins in the STF. And the Wyatt family all jumped him, and then everyone brawled. But aside from the ending, this match was really good to watch. I, to me, it was like a lot of, like, hmm. it was like a lot of mini matches in one giant mm-hmm. match where 
Yeah, I'm always okay with that. But like for for matches that are like, what was it, a five on five? Mm-hmm. For like ten man matches, they're normally like big clusterfuck of matches. But for that, for me, it was like, wow, like here's this little part of this match, here's this part, that part, this part, and it was like all separately was awesome, and then together was even better. And it was, I really haven't, I don't recall seeing a five on five match that was that well put together i guess maybe uh-huh but I mean, uh, after that after the they all brawled all the faces ended up hitting their finishers and that was the end of smackdown but then we also had the one middle yeah just the uh, rusev and mark henry had a promo about their match at night of champions or whatever i guess i mean it wasn't a bad promo wasn't a great promo it was a promo. Yeah, it was a yeah, Rusev promo. It was there. Mark Henry sticking up for the country, this, that. Yeah. Let's get on to some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Let's kick it off with the middles. Let's get it out of the way and do the bads. I don't even know if I wrote down the bad. Oh, yes. yeah. I know the bad. I didn't write it down because yeah. it was so bad. Let's just, like... Like, you had to know that the one bad for Monday Night Raw was going to be Jerry Springer with Stephen McMahon and the Bellas. Yeah. You had to know that. You, you saw it coming. You were talking about it all week, and you knew it was going to fall into this category. And this, That was shit awful. This was probably one of the worst things I've ever seen, or I have seen in a while at least, not ever seen. Because there have been some shitty things. but I mean, Jerry Springer got carted out of the... The arena area. You gotta love that thumbs up, like, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, Stephanie McMahon trying to pull them apart. And then she it was just, got into... Like, what? This, it was the whole feud, all over the, the place. It's the whole feud that's all over the place, though. Yeah. And it, it, it felt so forced. Yeah, they had the both real Bella parents. They had the Bella brother, and it was garbage. Yeah, it was just forced, and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody I thought, cares. I thought it was really funny, though, when... Uh, when Bree ducked out of the way and Nikki slapped their brother JJ. And I think either, I think it was Michael Cole said, Oh my God, she just slapped JJ or something. And JBL goes, Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. But like, I don't know how WWE could think that that was a great idea to put this after that NXT match. Yeah. That was just like, complete mind-blowing like wow this is happening right now and it's taking up this amount of time the only thing i could you know what i actually understand the reasoning behind it because figure the nxt match the crowd is going to be so damn hot because of everything that they're putting on yeah obviously you you got to take them down exactly you have to take them down a little bit because if you put a match right after that it's going to be – it may not live up to it or it could really turn out very well. But you have to find a perfect spot for this Bella thing to fit into. And if you put it behind any other match, it's going to not get the right reaction. While putting it behind this one, the crowd is still going to be a little bit hot. So it may carry over. Yeah. So I could understand the placement. But I guess this was their answer to Michael Sam. Is that his name? Michael Sam? Yeah. Oh. I yeah. guess for him not showing up to Monday Night Raw, which was not even mentioned. Yeah. But Raw to WWE for him signing with the Cowboys, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> or, I mean, congratulations to him as well. I don't know. Who gives yeah. a shit about football? It's wrestling season, bitch. Yeah. 24-7. What up? <laughs> um, middles? Yeah. All right. AJ and 
Paige teamed up to defeat Natalia and Rosa Mendez. Yeah, Rosa, Rosa Mendez. Garbage. Wow. Yeah, wow. Garbage. And everybody knows my opinion about AJ. I think the, the best part of this short match was when Paige and Natalia wrestled each other. Yeah. And I, I, think, I think I've said that before that I'd like to see more from them. I really, that, that made that match for me. I don't know. I like the interactions between AJ and Paige. It's good. Like that, but it's that just, tough tag and everything. Yeah, it's um, good. I just don't want, I'm done with AJ. I'm, I've checked out. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still hanging on there. I'm still hanging in there for AJ. Um, Seth Rollins defeated Sheamus. Yeah, I just, I didn't get the match. I didn't understand why, why it happened. Like, why was between these two and I think the reason, like, I just, I don't know. I guess it took, it took a lot out of the match for me because I didn't understand why it was Sheamus and Seth Rollins. I feel like Seth Rollins is being thrown into like a few, like just random matches. Yeah. I, just to get him on TV. Like. I mean, he's he was against RVD for a little bit. He was against Jack Swagger. Yeah, it's like just, I feel like they're just tossing him in there. Yeah, it's weird. But Cesaro came out during the match and grabbed the U.S. Championship to taunt Sheamus with, and they ended up in a tug of war over it. And Sheamus let go. Cesaro went flying, and that led to Seth Rollins hitting him with like a drop kick in the corner and uh, hitting a a really really shitty curb stomp. But not, I guess, not Seth Rollins' fault. It was Sheamus, yeah. I guess. But that, that, that I don't want to. All the the guy taking the move. I mean, yeah. it's all about selling that move. And I hate to put blame on people for yeah. stuff, but like obviously, I see it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like when you're taking that move, you have to be able to sell it so well. If you don't sell it, the if you, there's any lack in selling, it's not going to be convincing. Yeah, I mean, he Sheamus went down like a millisecond. Later than he should have, yeah, and that it, led to commentary saying, "I don't think he got all of it with the curb yeah. stomp." So, and then I think that might have been the end of the match, but mm -hmm. but that like that, just, I don't know. And then Cesaro came into the ring and hit the neutralizer on Sheamus after, which kind of makes me think that Sheamus may be retaining the title. I hope not. I hope not as well, because just for the f I mean, Sheamus could have done it, but Cesaro yeah. could. Definitely do it. Turning turn the U.S. Championship into the European Championship. For sure. And, uh, I mean, on main event this past week, Cesaro declared himself King of Wrestling. So, or the King of Wrestling. I guess we'll find out. Isn't that an um, interesting thing, though? Just like to... Eh, I guess. I mean, come on. I mean, he was the Kings of Wrestling. Yeah. Now he's the King of Wrestling. Uh. All right, moving on to the goods. Raw opened up with Bray Wyatt taking on Y2J in a steel cage match and defeating him. I didn't I didn't get this match either. I didn't understand why it was taking place. And I was kind of a bit bored with it. But like I like the end of it. I, yeah, I like, but I like, like, I, like that scramble. I thought the way that they how they were scrambling for that cage and at the end when they were battling I thought it worked out perfectly with how it may have taken a little bit too long, but how Bray Wyatt just kind of like rolled right over Y2J to the outside. Yeah, I thought, that was, I thought that was a great ending. Yeah, because I, I, I mean... But aside, aside from SmackDown's main event, I think it lacked current story to it. Um, 
I don't see it lacking the story. I just it just for the fine. fact that, like, oh, we had Jericho Wyatt this pay per view, Jericho Wyatt this pay per view, and then it just dropped off, and then they had that SmackDown altercation with the five on yeah. five, and then that. I'm I'm fine with it. I it just thought... to me, it didn't make sense, but the match was good. It was good. I was bored yeah. a little bit by it, but I mean that end could have really failed if they didn't. If they kind of like uh, crawled to the outside or something. Because as they're both battling over there, I'll keep on thinking, why doesn't someone just like just barrel roll right over or barrel roll to the outside or take a leap, or, like just a jolted leap to the outside and then Bray Wyatt did that barrel roll to the outside so it worked out perfect. What I didn't get from the match even more so was Jericho taking that giant leap. Yeah, well, that was an awesome spot. It was, but I don't understand it. You could have won the match right there. Like, there's that mark in me that's like, why didn't you climb down, bro? I feel like I've seen this before, but and I'm pretty positive ahead. But I thought I thought it would be cool if Y2J jumped from the out from the top of the cage to the outside, and both Luke Harper and Rowan catch him and that don't happened. let him touch the ground and just throw him back into the cage. Well, I don't know if you could throw him back into. the Well, cage. no, no, no. But I mean, have the door open and. Put uh, physically put him through the door back into the cage. I mean, or Bray could have crawled out. They they did it. I think one time with like the Hardy Boys. I That's think. the thing. I feel like I've seen someone, but I don't think it was outside. I, I think it was like Edge and Christian and Matt and Jeff like teamed up with Vite like each other. Like it was mm -hmm. like maybe Matt and Christian versus Edge and Jeff or something like that. I'm not positive if that's what happened, but then like they got onto their shoulders. I don't fully remember it, and I wish I knew that spot. I knew where, like, I wish I knew where that took place so I could watch it again. Yeah. Um, next up, we had Ziggler, Miz, and Mizdow. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler was leaking pictures of, uh, or showing the leaked pictures of Miz, because we all know how much WWE loves current events. Yeah. <laughs> And, well, well, I, and honestly, I don't even think any of the pictures were that embarrassing, um, like um, embarrassing enough to even make Miz angry. Yeah, I think it was just kind of stupidish. It was just, it was just WWE saying "raw" to Jennifer Lawrence and everybody who got their pictures leaked. Yeah, if you're, don't take pictures like that and save it onto iCloud. I, I don't even understand what a fucking iCloud is. I don't understand why that thing exists. I don't, I don't really know much. It's just really saving stuff into space area. Verizon, when when I, my, uh, I guess my VZW picks place, as they used to call it, was coming to an end. And I think it, it might still be in effect, but it's uh, ending like this month or something. Mm. And uh, the woman said, oh, the next step is just to move everything that, all the pictures that you have that I've had since I've had my cell phone. I first got a cell phone in 2000, 2004, ninth grade, because my parents, oh, you're going to be going out all the time. <laughs> Little did they know. <laughs> yeah. I had no social life. But uh, yeah, so I was saving stuff there, and they were like, oh, the next. So I had stuff from like March 2004 and everything on my phone. I still have it on my VZW account. They're like, you're going to lose it, so download everything. So I did that. But they're like, the next step for you is to move it to the Verizon cloud. And I can't even do that because my phone's not compatible with it. But I don't even, like, what the fuck is a cloud? I don't need a cloud. Dude, you lost me 10 minutes ago. Straight what? up. Um, 
Yeah. So they had their little segment. Yeah, Miz, Miz, and Miz Dow ended up coming out and threatened Dolph. Ziggler had them show the last picture of Sandow spray tanning Miz, and Miz Dow got in the ring, and Ziggler hit some moves on him, and Miz walked off. So. Yeah. John Cena and Paul Heyman uh, duked it out with words. Yeah. In the ring. All in all, this was a good promo and was a good replacement for Brock not being there again. Yeah, Paul Heyman is solid on the mic, and so is John Cena. Although sometimes Paul can get boring, but this yeah, I think sometimes sometimes he could ramble on. This I think that night, last night, not last night, Monday was uh, good, and they, there was a good back and forth between Cena and Heyman there, and Cena uh, really showed like emotion where made me believe that he can go in there and defeat Brock Lesnar, even though I don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, Let's move on to the match that I of think. The night. Yeah, everyone to talk has been talking about, um, or at least until last night. Yeah. Uh, well, first, before you even mention it, the, after that segment, they went to commentary like, "Yeah, up next, we're gonna have Adrian Neville and Sami Zayn taking on Tyler Breeze and Tyson Kidd." I was like, "Wait, what?" I was like, "Did I hear that right?" And then they came back from commercial and showed that this was actually happening on Monday Night Raw. And I was like, wow. That yeah. was awesome. But Adrian Neville and Sami Zayn tagged up, teamed up to defeat Tyler Breeze and Tyson Kidd. And Wow. It was I don't, it was a perfect tag team match. It told it was just a great it was great action. It was un, I thought it was completely smart the way that they used their time. I really don't even have words for this. Like I've I've watched this match like five times, and I get goosebumps every time. I think that the way that they they spotlighted everyone perfectly, and they didn't even spotlight Neville until like the end of the match for the hot tag, yeah. and I thought that was perfect. That was done so properly yeah. to not have the champion come in until the end for that hot spot where he gets in, he hits his a few fast moves, red arrow, end of the match. I thought it, everyone was spotlighted perfectly. For the short match that it was, they it was so perfectly timed. Yeah, I loved the crowd's reactions to Zayn's fast moves and Neville's moves. And when Adrian Neville hits the red arrow, everyone looked absolutely like so shocked, and it's so yeah. funny. If you didn't know who they were, now you do. Yeah, and I, I couldn't honestly, I couldn't have been any more proud of them, of all four of them, putting yeah. on the best match on Raw. That I and I think the best match on Raw that I've seen. In a long time. Like, that was a huge breath of fresh air. Yeah, it's definitely showing you what we have to look forward to in the future. It really sucks that next week's not, I, I assume at least, isn't going to feature NXT. And that was, man, yeah. what a like fantastic, like... But just, I do like the fact that they have a Raw and um, a great, uh, what is it, a main event match. Yeah, uh, well, main featuring event. Featuring NXT wrestlers. Yeah, main event had Los Matadores taking on... Uh, the Ascension. It was just a good way to spotlight everyone. Did yeah. Bailey work or no? No. Um, but uh, it's just smart to use them right before the NXT TakeOver. Very yeah. smart. Yeah, absolutely. If anything, the only failure is you didn't have anybody spotlighted on SmackDown. Or at least I don't believe you did. Um, up next, we had uh, Goldstar, right? Goldstar teaming up to take on the Los Matadores yeah. in victory. I like this match. I continue to like Los Matadores matches. Yeah, me too. Uh, after the match, though, the Usos came out and attacked the Rhodes brothers on the entrance ramp, but they ended up running off. Sheep. 
So cheap of the Usos attacking them on the ramp after a match. Right, so Jeez. cheap. They were giving them that. That was their return, brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, then you also, as in the goods category, uh, unfortunately, Joan Rivers passed away. Yeah, which we mentioned. I mentioned it last week. Yeah. I thought I absolutely love that WWE paid tribute to her with a little tribute video and everything. I saw a lot of people on the internet pissed off at that. She's a big celebrity. Vince McMahon has a hard on for celebrities. But it's I mean, not I, even, think, I mean, yeah, she has a connection with wrestling. I mean, and, it's a it's a little connection with wrestling, but yeah, very little. It's still I mean, there and if it wasn't for the E Network or whatever she was on with yeah. the, with the it was the a, show, yeah, she wouldn't have a connection with them. Well, uh, WrestleMania too, but yeah, but, I'm almost certain. Didn't WWE do like a little video package for Dick Clark too, or no? I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe they just did like the ladies and gentlemen. Dick Clark passed away. But I could understand why they would put a video of her and not one of someone like uh, Crush. Like I could, I could understand it because you have a big time celebrity. She's an and, icon in every yeah. single aspect of entertainment. She's an absolute icon. No one, Yahoo, and all of those other outlets aren't going to cover you because you spotlighted this person's death. But if you spotlight celebrities, I really don't think it has to do with spotlighting. I think I, I don't I, know. I I would really hate to think that that's why WWE did it. I think it is. I wouldn't be. I'm not going to be blind to it. I I definitely think that it has to do with their. It has the most potential to get out uh, the video to get out there and be spoken about. I just think that. Uh, she was an icon for the business in general, and WWE is entertainment. So uh, I don't. I I'm not gonna. I'm just buy saying. It. I'm just saying. I uh, would hate to think WWE did it only for, like. Well, I wouldn't put it. I mean, come on, dude. No, they, I I I understand it. And plus, I, we know Vince McMahon loves using celebrities and loves trying to cash in no, on. I understand. I, I understand completely yeah. where where your mind thoughts. Mind yeah, I mean, is. yeah. I don't want to. It's unfortunate, but it's also business. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah, I um, yeah. We had Adam Rose defeat Titus O'Neil. Yeah, the bunny distracted Titus and hit a super kick on Heath Slater. What a super kick. Yeah, Cole said during that, he said it was the rabbit's foot to Slater's to Slater, which uh, if the bunny does start wrestling, it would make a great name for the finisher, which would be the yeah. rabbit's foot. Now, did you hear who was under who may have been underneath the costume or no? Do I know the person personally or no? No. Did you hear? <laughs> was it Justin Gabriel? No. Shawn Apparently. Michaels? Was it Stevie Richards? Was close. it Lance Storm? No, it wasn't Lance Storm. Lance Storm almost was there. Almost there. Kick. Who else throws an amazing super kick? Shit. Ziggler? No. So close. <laughs> so, so close. So close with Ziggler? A little bit closer. What does it begin with? Ah. Uh, just give I'll me just what it fucking begins with. D. Really? Yeah. Dean Ambrose? No, of course no, not. No. <laughs> <laughs> not really, not really. Who? <laughs> I don't know. Darren Young. Darren Young, yeah. Oh, he throws an amazing super kick? No, but I was going to roll with it. Why not? I haven't seen him work in years. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, no, apparently Darren Young was underneath the bunny suit. So they may be... How the fuck? The hands were white. Huh? I'm pretty sure the hands were white. 
I don't think we saw the hands. I'm pretty sure I saw hands being white. I don't know, but there, but apparently it may have been Darren Young, and apparently they're thinking, "Wow, I feel like that little kid now." I told you, now that that kid's famous, all we say is apparently, or Jeez. maybe we don't even realize that. That's what we've been saying all Did you, along. I just watched a clip of him on Ellen. I tried that, to, but then we oh, had to start recording. That kid is funny. Um, so yeah, apparently, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they won't have him under the mask of the bunny and I guess come out as being that party goer, I guess. That'd um, be interesting. And then I'm uh, like, oh, that's fuck you, Titus. Look at that. Look around making moves, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would be fine with that to bring Darren Young uh, back into it. And then uh, after the oh, match. Oh, shit. What? Yeah, now I got it. What? Because then he's getting his revenge on Titus O'Neil. Yeah. Which would be something WWE would never think of because it's WWE. The light just went off. But do you understand that, right? When yes. the light went on, first of all. Yes, yeah, yeah. But WWE would never do that because it's WWE. Or why would they think, why would they why think in full that? circles? Why would they think in full circles? There's no possible way. Yeah, so you have Darren Young as the bunny getting revenge on Titus O'Neil. But the, the bunny hit a splash on Titus after that, too, so. Yeah. Um, then you had your we main, had our main event. event. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns defeated, defeated Randy Orton, Randy Orton via disqualification. And what a match it was! Yeah, it was a long match too. Uh, guess do you want to talk about the actual match at all? If you want to, I mean, I don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to. Then I was just gonna say that at the end, uh, Kane and Seth Rollins ended up getting involved, and. Uh, Tons of people started running out, and everyone's like, what the fuck is this? And then it just happened to be the ring crew that they were lowering the cage. Yeah. And uh, they ended up lowering the cage where Reigns ended up, which I just said ended up so many times, I feel like. But he was in there alone with Randy Orton in a chair, and uh, Rollins ended up diving on to him. Thank, he, thank heavens. He, I don't know if anybody listening has seen this clip. But Seth Rollins, I guess he was moving a chair as the cage was lowering. Hey, well, and, it looked like he was going into the ring and then realized there wasn't enough room for him. Yeah, to he get didn't in. have enough time. Except, in my opinion, you, he was already in the ring. He could have been in that ring. I, that's the thing. From the clip that I saw, he came within a little bit of getting punk his entire, uh, his entire uh, abdomen punctured by... That like steel pole, uh, pole that they have. Yeah. Of the steel cage. That was a close call, I guess. That could have been very unfortunate and scary. Yeah, but the authority ended up on top at the end of Raw. So. Um. Oh, and by the way, for whatever reason, Chris Jericho got attacked by Randy Orton. So yeah. that that set up a pay per view match between them. I don't understand that one, but. Whatever. Oh, just to clarify, that pull would have went through his back out his front. So how that's do you know? Because the way if you're diving in, it's gonna go through your back first, and then come out your abdominal oh, area. Who the fuck is to say it's even gonna hit him? Like, what if the cage has an automatic stop? I don't think that it does. Well, I don't think it does either. But <laughs> the person controlling the cage could. I don't think anybody. I don't think someone would react that quickly. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, so that was Monday Night Raw. Let's get on to it. Let's talk about it finally. NXT TakeOver. Fatal 4-Way took place last uh, last night, two nights ago, whatever. Thursday night. Oh, that's what it was. NXT TakeOver Fatal 4-Way? Yeah. Um, 
the which match, I didn't even I didn't even realize that that um, the the ring apron on the camera side was digital. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, I, I tweeted out. I was like, "Oh, it looked." I thought for a second that the ring apron was digital, and then I just saw it was a graphic on the screen. And people were like, "Wait, it it is digital." <laughs> and they showed it again. Oh. I was like, "What?" It was like it was coinciding with uh, minitrons and everything. I was like, "What is happening here?" That's crazy. Yeah, which um, makes me believe that it it happened the last event, and I just forgot about it. Maybe I don't possibly. know. Uh, we kicked off NXT TakeOver with the Ascension defending their champ- NXT champ- Tag Team Championship against Lucha Dragon, Sin Cara, and uh, Kalisto. Yeah, who now have a new shirt on WWE's shop. Yeah, so everybody should go uh, go purchase it. And this was a good match. I feel like Lucha Dragon shined in it. And Absolutely. not really mu- not really the Ascension too much. Yeah, I mean, what can you do with the Ascension? Yeah, it was a pretty... It wasn't a quick match. Uh, it it felt was kind of I don't know maybe ten minutes long. All right, um, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy for Kalisto. I'm happy for Sin Cara. Yeah, Kalisto what and Sin Cara picked up the victory and are the new NXT Tag Team Champions. What a re- reinvention for Sin Cara! Yeah, it has uh, been perfect fit. Yeah, perfect fit. Um, and I can't absolutely can't wait to see more from Kalisto and this yeah. tag team and everything. Um, on the pre-show, C.J. Parker came out, came over to William Regal while they were having their little discussion with Renee Young and um, that other guy, Alex Riley. So C.J. Parker wanted a match. William Regal said, yes, you will find out your opponent when you hit the ring. He hit the ring, and unfortunately for C.J. Parker, Baron Corbin was making his debut in NXT. Um, seven foot tall, they say, or six, six foot eight, I six think. Eight? Right, six, six eight. eight. Um, but this guy, damn! Even I even though we know he's probably like two or three inches shorter than that. He's probably like six four, six five. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he nailed Rock C.J. Parker with this what looked like a stiff punch that even threw me out of my chair, and then he nailed him right with his finisher, which was like a elevated downward spiral. It wasn't even. A, I mean, like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what without it was. without the hooking of the leg. Um, it was just like a swinging move that I feel like I used to, when I used to play with my wrestling figures, that used to be one of my and Like finishers. an elevated, elevated face plant. I used to do something similar to that, except it would be, it would be in the, it wouldn't even be physically possible, I don't think, but I would used to, I would used to have the guy push. Oh, what? Okay. No, it's an elevated mic check. I couldn't remember with the, but it's similar to the mic check, except the opposing wrestler is elevated. A mic an, check? I don't think that. Yeah. How's that similar to it? Well, just uh, having them didn't with the face Kennedy, plant. But didn't Kennedy do the? It's a downward spiral, isn't it? Uh, no, Kennedy. I don't think wrapped the leg, while Edge used to wrap his leg. Uh, the. Oh. The leg. Yeah, but my my guy used to push the wrestlers against the rope and then get them in like a rock bottom position, but like they would like a like a springboard like suplex into the slam. I don't know. It's it was similar to that move. It was kind of like what uh, it was like that move. Virtual used to do. No C four. No, it wasn't a. It wasn't flipping. It was like that move, except it was like a rock bottom. Like it, it lifted up. I would have to show you with figures. I can't like. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, but yeah, Baron Corbin. What are you, what? Uh, 
I don't know. I haven't seen that much of him, but what I did see is a <laughs> lot of potential. You saw under a minute of him. Yeah, and I want to see more. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of, oh, did we lose you? Oh, I'm here. Speaking of more, we had a hair versus hair match with Enzo Amore, a. Eh? Yeah, right? you didn't really have to emphasize that people got it. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> he uh, defeated Sylvester Lafour. Uh, after the match, though, I guess it didn't really work it, yeah. in Marcus Louis' favor. No, not at all. Uh, let's just say right off the bat, I love uh, on Enzo and Big Cass's entrance, entrance that the, the fans, fans were saying it word for word. Yeah, that the fans are repeating line for line the, their entire stick, and it's perfect. Um, hopefully, that could carry over. I think that they are huge talents. I mean, we it, saw we saw Olay carry over. I don't know if that's just because of how well known. Yeah, I think Zane it's just, is. Yeah, but even, but Big Cass, I think, is going to be a great talent. Um, yeah, so it didn't work out. Lafort did not get his head shaved. Instead, it was Marcus Louis who had, I guess they dumped a bucket of... Uh, whatever it is, hair removal that happened, that, that was dumped on Fifi. Yeah. Which I wonder, if is that like, is that Fifi? Was that Rene Dupree's dog, Fifi? No, no. Who, it's Fifi. So, I'm telling you, that was it. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I love the fact that they stalled and everything. They had a match, and then they also had a backstage segment where you see them talking about how uh, Amori and Big Cass, they want to get them. They want someone's head shaved. And then they see them in the backstage area, and Amari's just like, Lefort! Or whatever he said. And then they attacked them. He ran, Lefort ran away, Marcus Louis on the... Uh, I guess the shit side of shit side of the stick. Uh, yeah, I guess you'd say that. I mean, he, looked, so, he ended up looking yeah. like our local meth head. Yeah, but <laughs> it was awesome. Now he's completely bald, though. I believe. I, I think I saw a picture of one of the the chicks. Eyebrows too. Eyebrows too. Yeah, well, that's what happened. Hair removal's hair removal. Yeah, Bull Dempsey defeated Mojo Rawley. Yeah, with the diving headbutt. Yeah, he busted him open too. Really. Yeah, Mojo had a nice gash underneath his eye. I'm pretty even... positive it happened when uh, when Bull Dempsey threw a punch at him. Definitely, I think he hit him with a potato. So, but that was good for Bull Dempsey. Yeah, Definitely after the match, strong, uh, after the match, Bull hit him with another flying headbutt. Yeah, I, I I wish that Bull Dempsey like tore Mojo apart more than that. Man, I don't. I, I'm fine with it. Mojo was saying after the show. How he wants to face uh, Bull Dempsey again. And he was a little bit angry and saying how he's still hyped and everything. Please, get rid of the hype shit. Bro, you Stop can't be hyped 24 fucking 7. That doesn't yeah. work. You, you, come on, dude. We You're know you get tired. Unless tired? Yeah. yeah. Come the on. guy's blown up when he gets to the ring. <laughs> what is he blowing? What? I mean, to, he, I'm talking about cocaine. Nothing else what? other than cocaine. What are you talking about? Staying hyped and everything. I don't know. I think that it's a stupid gimmick. Speaking of stupid gimmicks, <laughs> the NXT Women's Championship was on the line. Uh, Charlotte defeated Bailey. We're talking about stupid gimmick in regards to Charlotte uh, being yeah. Flair. Oh, by the way, I am disappointed that the Legionnaires theme song changed. Yeah, me too. I like that other... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I don't have to say it. People no, know. no, you don't have to say it. I don't it. have to finish the notes. 
No, you don't have to. Yeah. You could finish it, though. No, I'm good. But next up, uh, no, in that Charlotte match versus Bailey, it was a decent match back and forth. Charlotte, though, is, I mean, yes, people say it's, uh, they're, they're trying to move away from calling it developmental. It is what it is, though. Yes, we do understand that she is trying to improve and everything, but there are better, I think, there are better talent in NXT that are women. 100%. That should, or, that should be spotlighted and shine more than Charlotte. Just because of who her dad is. Yeah. I mean, there's Becky Lynch, there's Sasha Banks. Even Sasha Banks deserves to be shined a lot more than Charlotte. Um, and there's a few others that Alexa uh, Bliss. Uh, I'm just, I don't know, Charlotte doesn't do that much for me. It, so. it, I mean, she debuted, I believe, for NXT in 2012. So that's two years that she's been doing this. And still looks like shit. I don't think she looks good at all in the ring. And people, and they'll say that over and over again. She's, I don't think she's like god awful or anything like that. I think that she's still improving. I understand that, but I don't. I, I don't like the the fact that she slows down other wrestlers. Yeah, that's what I don't like at all. And yeah. it's it's like oh, uh, it's I don't, I don't even know. I don't have. I hate complaining about people. But it seems like that's the only thing we do. Yeah, or are we supposed I do, to? at least. But it's like, I don't I don't understand why. Obviously, the only reason why she's getting pushed is because of Flair. Yeah. Let's get on to something that we do that I am happy about. And I'm so happy about it. In fact, uh, I would call it a match of the year candidate right off the bat before no, we even no, announce no, it. No, 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 Oh, no. you're going to say something else? William Regal hit oh, the ring right. instead of Ric Flair. My bad. Because Ric Flair um, had to bail for some personal right, it was supposed reason. to be Flair? Yeah, it was supposed to. It was announced that Flair was going to introduce uh, Kenta. Well, thank God it did wasn't. To the WWE Universe. Instead, I, think it, I think it means more coming from Regal. Yes, I agree with you. Instead, William Regal hit the ring, introduced us to Kenta. Kenta got on the mic. They gave him a good amount of time to introduce himself, say who he is, where he's from, how happy he is to be there. Crowd loved it. And then he went on to say that his name will now be known as Hideo Itami. Um, he says that it's a paying tribute to one of his mentors. We don't really know who the mentor is yet. Itami is a city in Japan, though. Hideo, the only one that I came across was, uh, what is it, Hideo Sa uh, Saido? Which was Mr... Mr. Um, Mr. New Japan or whatever. Oh, Captain New Japan. Captain New Japan, which... Yeah, definitely. it doesn't make sense for that-wise. <laughs> I mean, Itami, Itami, I could see a connection with the, the town if he has a, something going on there. But Hideo, I still don't know. Um, but I'm okay with it because w, you have so many freaking marks out there. And a lot of pro wrestlers that are... A lot of pro wrestlers that are acting as if they are marks. Because a lot they are of people marks. complain that, oh, how could they not call him Kenta anymore? But it's like, it's... WWE wants to own the rights. Yeah. Understand that. They right. have to promote it. They're not going to let you walk away from WWE and make money off of something that they create. They helped create. Yeah. It's, um, like, it's like as if you're taking into the mindset, like, if, if you're an indie worker or whatever, you're going to, like, be signed and that's your name in WWE? No, bro. Yeah. No, no, um, chick. That's not going to happen. What do you call chicks that aren't bros? <laughs> so I think is I think the way that they went about it was very smart and right. They had Kenta hit the ring. They acknowledged his past. They acknowledged who he is and who he was and where he's from. 
he even he made it as if he is okay with this name change. It is representing someone. From it was his him past. that introduced it. Exactly. So I am. If a wrestler, the way I see it is, if a pro wrestler is a okay with having a name change and them choosing the name for a reason, why am I going to argue? Oh no! It should be Kenta. It should be El Generico. It should be Kevin Steen. How could they be changing their names and doing this and this? If the wrestler that is on is undergoing that name change is okay with it and all of that, why? Who the hell am I to to have an opinion about it? It's it is though it is just weird how the only person really was Punk. And look how that worked out. That blew. That I, might be honestly, why. That might be why these guys, these new generational guys, are coming in and getting their yeah. name changed after they after everything with CM Punk. I could really see them not allowing it because look at that blue, how that blew up in his in their face. Now CM Punk is could do other promotions and independent shows and go as CM Punk instead of whatever else he would be going as. So I think that well he would probably be going to CM Punk but he wouldn't be going under his WWE name. When a- well oh right. When AJ gets released is she going to go as AJ Punk or No, I don't think so. I, was I mean completely joking. It was a terrible joke. She'd probably joke. go back to April. That was a dad joke, bro. Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> um but yeah, I am a okay with this name changing. What do you guys think of name changes in the WWE? I good with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a-okay with it. Wrestler's okay with it. Good. Yeah. Um, but, and then you had the Ascension come out. Um, which very angry. To me, didn't really make tons of sense. It was just that, like, just to get Kenta over there. But I didn't understand yeah. that fully. I, I understood it because they're a name. Yeah, you, they're, they're a powerful, yeah, dominant to, They're a name to WWE, and they're a force to WWE. Not to me. No, but they are to NXT crowd. And to WWE Universe when they watch NXT. So they are really the only people. You can't have a scrub go out there and try to stand up uh, for whatever. So they had the accession go out there demanding a re- rematch. And Kenta just... And they threw Kenta out of the ring. Then Kenta gets in the ring, stands up to them, and really lays down his foot and lays down his foot into their faces. Um, I thought it was a great way to put Kenta over. It was smart to use the Ascension, and well done, WWE. I, I kind of like how the fans are chanting GTS as well. Yes. They, Although, I hope still... that I could see, now with everything with CM Punk falling out, I could see Ken, uh, Hideo Itami using the go to sleep. It's going to be difficult to remember that. I know. I'm, I'm trying my hardest to go with whatever name I, ha- I should be going with. Right. Um, so... Yeah, but Hideo Itami, and they announced next week on NXT, he will be making his official WWE NXT in-ring debut. Yep. So maybe we'll end up seeing him versus one of the members of the Ascension or both in a handicap match. Um, If they do the handicap match, they got to be smart because if you want to bring up the Ascension anytime soon, having them, I don't know if that would be right. I don't know if it'll be them. And honestly, I still think that the Ascension lost a lot of hype behind them, and they should have debuted late last year. Do you think at like at the performance center when they're like practicing and everything, w- William Regal's like, "Yo, can we wrestle right now?" Or do you want to work or what? Probably. <laughs> should I mean, be like William Regal, like, and the only people that get to see William Regal versus Kenta is the trainers, trainees, and trainers. 
Probably. I mean, that's usually what happens when people are training. You, If you're there, you get into the ring and wrestle around a little bit. It's like, yo, Steen, get in here with Sami Zayn and let's see what you guys can do. Probably. I mean, we've seen in that slow motion clip of NXT, Devin and Kenta were in the ring going at each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. In that. So, yeah, I'd, whatever. I mean, they probably even, they definitely, I'm, I can't say definite, but I'm sure they have Charlotte getting in the ring with Kenta. They have I don't Bailey think so. getting I'm sure that they would have women get in the ring with the men. I don't know. Just to train. I mean we've I mean or at least this is what I'm saying saying because I've seen it happen. You're, at you're other basing promotions. this off of of, of other uh, promotions. Tough enough? Not tough enough? Well, I guess tough enough too. But wait, not tough enough one? Yeah. <laughs> um so that is the WWE talk. Oh no, fudge. What are you Let's talking about? The match of the year, bro. Yeah, get onto it. Talk. Yeah. Adrian Neville ended up retaining his championship and defeating Sami Zayn, Tyler Breeze, and Tyson Kidd. Man, oh man, what a match this was. It was like a half hour long. I would have I would have watched this match if it was an hour long. It was so good. They told so many different stories. They had so many different spots. They had so many uh, false finishes. The crowd was hot. It was perfect. Yeah. Triple H and the creative staff at NXT – and everybody associated with that match, uh, from the writers to the creative, whatever, has to be so happy and proud of the way that that match turned out. Um, and if I was one of those four wrestlers, I would be so proud of what Masterpiece I mean, I would be proud happened. just for the fact that it happened on Raw, like that tag team match on Raw. Yeah, but this, but this what was, was your fa- if you could choose one spot, what was your favorite spot of this match? Just one. Probably the, the moonsault that... that um, Adrian Neville hit to the outside of the ring. I got to say one of my favorite spots was with Sami Zayn where he uh, went for the – he wasn't going – he pretended like he was going to go for the halufa kick. Then he dove out to the dive oh, to the yeah, outside to awesome. uh, Neville sending him into the crowd and then cons- uh, proceeded to run around doing that diving through the ropes DDT, then back into the ring for the halufa kick. Yeah, that was then- great. Everybody had this spotlight. Even Tyler Breeze had such an awesome point at the end of the match where he hit uh, he hit two moves followed by a drop kick to I think Kid coming off the turnbuckle. And uh, there was I feel like I legit thought that everybody at some point was going to win the match. I, didn't, I mean, I I kind of did too, except I didn't know if. Tyler Breeze, I wasn't so sure that yeah, they I would, mean, but the I, there Tyler were Breeze points. Is, I mean, Tyler Breeze, he hit his finisher, and then he hit the super kick, and then he hit the drop kick. That was the, the order of it. And there, there were points, like you said, that I really I did. Like, I went into the match thinking there's no way Tyler Breeze is going to win, and there were points there in the match. I was like, maybe he's going to get it. And yeah. there were points. I was so disappointed with the one spot, though. Tyson Kidd, when he went to lock in the sharpshooter, mm-hmm. it looked like he went to grab, I think it might have been Tyler Breeze, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely Tyler Breeze. Grab his face, and all he did was push it. I thought for sure he was going to lock the dungeon lock, which just like disappeared. Let's talk about that real quick. I'm pretty positive it was during that sharpshooter. Uh, but um, Breeze was about to ta- tap out, and Neville dives into the ring and stops uh, um, Breeze's hand from tapping out. Right. But she has two hands, set. so come on. Yeah, but I mean, but I thought that was awesome. Yeah, the and fact then, that he drove in to stop that hand from reaching the ground. Yeah, Sami Zayn then uh, he broke that up. Everything. Yeah, but. 
That was there's just like spot after spot. Match was perfect. If yeah, it, it might win. It might win. Who knows? It may win. They <laughs> had the Tower of Doom spot, like which it, Renee Young. Have we ever seen that before? Come on, you know you've seen that. You watch yeah. indie wrestling, girl. It's Renee Young. Props, honestly, Renee Young, Alex Riley, and Jason Albert. Right, Jason Albert. No, I don't think so. Nor do I think Alex Riley was on commentary. Was he? It was that other guy, Tony Dawson, maybe. I don't even oh, know. Oh, was it? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't. Think I thought that I thought that Alex Young, uh, Alex Riley was on commentary too. Well, Renee know. Young was definitely on commentary, and she did an amazing job. So yeah, yeah. Make sure you're following all of them on Twitter and Facebook and all that. Keep updated with them. Go give them. Go support these guys. These are the. This is the future of WWE. Go support them now. Yeah. Um, and that that was sports entertainment talk. We'll uh, come back from a break. We'll we'll talk about more professional wrestling, and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Hey guys, yours truly, Alex Reynolds, and you're listening to Marking Out. Welcome back to Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. This is episode number one eighty eight, but you already knew that uh let's start off the second segment with with what you just mentioned with the you already knew that um gonna improvise a little bit yeah okay let's talk about triple a wrestling uh what was it triple mania yeah that took place in alberto del rio uh dos caras jr el patron yeah which is something interesting to note i guess maybe he was called that in wwe as well because in 2K14, under his signs, like the fan signs for the audience, there's a sign that says El Patron, so... Interesting. So, I, they're, they're all in cahoots. WWE's in cahoots with AAA. I'm guaranteeing it right now. <laughs> yeah, because Del Rio came out of this, like, Escalade, I think it was, with his dad, um, Dos Caras. Yeah, he came out with Dos Caras to uh, the Alberto Del Rio name as Alberto... El Patron Del Rio, uh, with his WWE theme song, but then again, it's Mexico, so they could use Thriller there, and they don't even give a shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how the copyrights go with international law. And a, apparently the, the rule, see, we say it all the time, is Del Rio can't work in the United States for a year, but can work anywhere else. So, yeah. But he got on the mic, and the fans, oh, he, the fans welcomed him with uh, arms wide open. Yeah, and uh, I just heard the news today. But uh, and, and the yeah. tears of joy were streaming down my face. But I am sure tears of happiness were streaming down your face while you attended Five Borough. Well, wait, wait. Before we're gonna move on to that, I was just gonna say that that uh, Del Rio, I guess. Is going to do stuff in AAA, and uh, I'm pretty sure he's teaming up with Sin Cara, who didn't he have problems with? Yeah, they hate each other, or at least we think. I mean, they may actually be fine with each other. Yeah, so I'm, I'm almost certain that he's teaming up with Mistez, or Mistezes, whatever his name is now. Mm-hmm. Great, killer fucking mask now. It's like a combination <laughs> between Sin Cara and Mystico. Yeah. It's awesome. Word. Yeah, but that's and 
Let's go down to Five Barrel Wrestling. FiveBarrelWrestling.com. Uh, Standing Tall took place on September 6th in Brooklyn, New York at the Lutus Wrestling Center, which you should all go check out. Yeah. Um, so your main event took Why place. Why are we going to talk about the main but event? we're not going to start with the main event at all because that's not what you do when you do results. Yeah. I'm going to start it off. Wes Draven defeated Jason Nevins. Uh, do you want to just go back and yeah, forth? Yeah, uh, you had the big O in action. What's his new name? On. The Great and Powerful Oz? The Great and Powerful O. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Uh, Oz, really? Yeah, I really couldn't did. think of it for a second. The Great and Powerful O <laughs> took on Rude Boy Riley. Uh, Rude Boy Riley kind of uh, may have cheated to pick up this victory, so it may have been tainted. Um, yeah, Rude Boy Riley did pick up the victory, like you said, and... Uh, Logan Black was out there to hold O's feet down. And then afterwards, they attacked uh, they attacked Big O with a chair, and Verna ran down. Yeah, good thing Mike Verna, uh, they ta- he teamed up with Big O, or they uh, faced each other at the last event. Uh, good thing that he was around because he came down to help out the Big O. Yeah, and then that led right into Verna winning against Logan Black, but vi- via disqualification... Because Rude Boy Riley got involved and uh, oh was in the back. He ran back out and made the save. So that's going to set up for a tag team match between these two teams, I believe. I don't know if it's for, yes, the, tag it, it team, is. Yeah. for the tag team championships. Yep, it's for the Shit. first ever uh, Five Row Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Yeah. Uh, you also had John Silver take on Talon. Uh, Talon picked up the victory in this one. Yeah. Uh, and then up next after that, we had a triple threat match between Alex Reynolds, Anthony Bowens, and Kevin Matthews. Kevin Matthews picked up the victory here. This was a great match. Probably. Sure. And Alex Reynolds uh, sporting some new... Uh, that was probably the most mind-blowing thing, aside from NXT. <laughs> aside from NXT being on Raw, seeing Alex Reynolds walk into that building with short hair. I was like, What? Did you say anything to him? I'm like, dude, it's like uh, 2010 in here. He goes, yeah. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> Latin lovers. I said, I, I said, I was like, dude, if, if Nice had long hair right now, I would like be complete mind fucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Latin lovers, Chachi and Benny Martinez defeated Anthony Green and Joey Janela, the bad boy. Yeah. And then uh, earlier in the night, uh, Brian Myers was out there to uh, call out Tony Nese, and they were talking about the championship, and, oh, this, that, going to be a great match, and then, boom, Myers took Nice out with the running knee, I think. So that solidified his part in the match. And then the actual... Yeah, to solidify the part somehow. And then the actual match took place as the main event. Tony Nice is the new and first-ever five-borough wrestling champion, defeating Brian Myers in that match. What a good, great match. I'm good so for happy. Him. So happy I was there to see it. One of my matches that I wanted to see since yeah. My, since Myers was released. What was your other match? You had Lance on Hawaii versus Brian, and then what was the other one? I think it was probably Alex versus Brian. Alex versus Brian? Yeah. You know what would be interesting? Rex Lawless versus Brian. That would be an intriguing match. I'm just like, I don't know... There's so many matches that I just want to. It's like come yeah. on. It's like that's. It's like I just said. It's like so many times. 
But if I was in WWE and I was, I'm like a fan of wrestling, but if I was a wrestler in WWE and I have that NXT platform for like the performance center, not even NXT, I'd be like, yo, I'm calling this person up that I've wanted to work for so many years. Can we, can we go and wrestle or something? And tape it or something and be so marky, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand how WWE. I guess they could have so many people down in NXT. A lot of people are keep on forgetting. Let's not. We didn't even mention it, but Drake Younger. Uh, I forgot what he's going under now, but he was refereeing one of the matches on NXT too. Yeah, he's a ref down there now. Yeah, so uh, people do forget about him. It doesn't just because he's a referee doesn't mean that he's going to remain a referee uh, his entire time in WWE. And Funaki's down there? Yeah. For, um, uh, translating for Hideo Matsui? No, Hideo 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 Itami. <laughs> yeah, Itami. And they um, went to IHOP last night? Yeah, dude. It's almost... Uh, but wrestlers going to IHOP? Like, come on. Yeah, dude, Jerry loves that shit. IHOP? Yeah. He, oh, no, I thought... Well, I was thinking Waffle House. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, you're bad indeed. He was tweeting about that the other night. <laughs> the jury was? Yeah, he tweeted because I guess he's in the States from TNA. Yeah. So he tweeted out like his last two tweets involved Waffle House. Mm. I wonder. So. I don't know. It's not. Waffle House doesn't do it for me. Ah, I like it. But uh, I was so disappointed when we went. You were like, we have to go to Waffle House. And I went. Yeah. And I was like, this is. They don't have one in New York, so I want to always test out. I was like, so. this is the lamest thing I've ever been to. I was like, how yeah. dare you drag me here? I was it's like, cheap. Cracker Barrel or it's Waffle cheap, House. Dude. That's why I love it. I would rather go to IHOP. IHOP's uh, got that's... great pancakes. Uh, Denny's is shit. the shits. Denny's is the shits. I don't know how people that we know eat there. But, oh, so but moving Tony on nice is your new five row wrestling champion. Yes, and then, and you could also see Tony Nice, the premier athlete Anthony Nice, in action at NYWC New York Wrestling Connection. Bro, what the IFD fuck? I'm trying to promote five bar wrestling still. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could see their next event on October 5th. The uh, Young Bucks are announced for it, so you don't want to miss that. Although, unfortunately, I think I have to because it's... Uh... You are... What is your deal with the Young Bucks? Okay, for every person listening that has seen a Young Buck match, they are amazing. We know this. We know... We hope that they get signed by the WWE very soon. Why are you saying we? Because I'm speaking as me and the listeners because every listener is a Young Buck fan. Why is Brandon not a fan of the Young Bucks? They're just boring to me. Everyone... And everyone... You, I don't know why you react like this. You hear how, it's not, it's not the first time you're hearing it. They just are. I think, although I do think that they were they were misused in TNA. Yeah, but I, I just every, it's just agree with that one. It's just to me, it's just a giant spot fest. I don't I don't get it. I don't get stuff like that. All right, and it's not the first time that you're fucking hearing this. I don't know why you're reacting. You're, you're acting up your for your opinion. fans and bullshit. You're allowed to your opinion. Yeah, I fucking am. Oh, you don't have to use vulgarity. No, because you're making me angry. You're pissing no, me no. off. And don't Shoot piss me, me off. No, no, calm down. Don't you're piss me off. Doing an online listening experience right now. Yeah. So, But definitely go oh. check out 5 Bar Wrestling and uh, on October 5th. We'll definitely cover that as it gets uh, closer. If Brandon's there, give him a hug. He loves No, fun. I'm not going to be there. It's my, my Nana's turning 80. Wow. Yeah. Good for her. Um, for her as if it's an accomplishment no i mean that's awesome <laughs> it's like oh brandon didn't your grandma turn 90 uh 
last year? Yeah. Oh, good for her. <laughs> it's like, well, she didn't do anything. She just lived. Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, that's like, that's not an accomplishment. It's like, oh, congratulations, yeah. Dave, you're 30. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm like, gee golly, thanks. Gee golly, who are you with? Yeah. Whatever. Um, New York but, Wrestling Connection, yes. NYWC, and the IFD Engine 1 presents Truck House Brawl. Yes, that's Every- Friday, September 19th at 7.30 p.m. in Islip, uh, New York. That's the Islip Fire Department, 28 Monell Avenue. At least I'm going to pronounce it as Monell. Yes, as we mentioned before, uh, the premier athlete, Anthony Nice will be in action. He will be taking on the current fusion champion, Rex Lawless. That should be a treat of its own. Yeah. But to amp it up a little bit more, we have the main event. That is the main event? No, no, no. Go on. I'm, I'm giving you some time. What's the main event? I don't know. I know the tag team championships are on the line. Oy vey. Yes, what? the main event. Oh, I didn't know that's the main event. Yes, they're on the cover for of the poster for a reason. Just, does, just because there's a cover of the poster doesn't mean it's a main event, though. All right, Pro- you proceed, proceed. The Juicy Product champions are uh, taking on Reckless and Wasted, I guess, for the champions, as it, for the championship <laughs> titles, whatever. You fucking threw me off and everything. You're great at this. Just because they're on Jeez. somebody's on, just because somebody's on the fucking poster doesn't mean that they're in the main Jeez. event. All right, well, JT Dunn and David Starr. JT Dunn and David Starr will be defending their NYWC Tag Team Championship against Reckless and Wasted. Braden Knight, JT Kaysen. I'm sure Forge will be along uh, along their side. It is going to be an amazing event. $20, that is it. September 19th, Islip, New York. Be there, nywcwrestling.com. At NYWC Wrestling. Go check them out. Yeah. Also coming up is Warriors Wrestling. Uh, WOW will be having an event in Staten Island, New York, September 20th. Hacksaw Jim Duggan alongside and Joey B will be taking on Jinder Mahal and Abdul Nasir. You'll also be seeing Ethan Carter III and Brittany and a few others. Go check them out. Facebook.com slash Warriors Wrestling WOW. Yeah, as well as uh, September 20th, we have the Impact Players reuniting for the first time in a bunch of years. That's Just Incredible and Lance Storm taking on the Reynolds brothers. Uh, I guess they're challenging them for the tag team championships. Yeah, Alex Reynolds and uh, Kyle Reynolds should be an awesome match. Um, Definitely going to put my money on Reynolds brothers. Yes. You're also next week are going to be having the King... That's right. The King of Trios 2014, uh, featuring all of your Chikara favorite, uh, favorites. Um, some of It's going to be taking place in Easton, Pennsylvania. Some of the current tag teams, I guess, uh, yeah, Trios. Uh, the Gekido? Yep, Gekido. You have. Since when, but, but since but. when was. Since when was Jigsaw in that? He's been. Um, he's part of the Pieces of Hate. Uh, he's been teaming up with the Shard. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jigsaw and the Shard as the pieces of hate. So they just added, I guess Jigsaw just joined, uh, aligned himself with that. Um, You also have the Spirit Squad coming back together to... Yeah, that's Johnny, Jeter, Kenny, and Mikey. Yeah, Special uh, Special Envoy. Oh, shit. What? I just popped. Simbo D's wrestling. 
Yes, but Symbol D, Spectral Envoy, uh, I can't say it, Spectral en- Envoy. Envoy? Envoy, Envoy, um, and a bunch of others. Yeah, the Latin American Exchange, Chavo Guerrero, Hernandez, and Homicide, a little uh, TNA tribute there. Yeah, the Jolly Roger, always good seeing him in action. Yeah, um, he'll be teaming up with Lance Steele and Princess Kimberly. Yeah, this is all taking place on the 19th, the 20th, and the 21st. On the 20th, you will be seeing Yoshitatsu in action. Really? Yeah, Yoshitatsu is going to be in action, in singles action, taking on Ashley Remington. You'll be seeing Rockstar Spud Wait, in he's action. He's taking on a chick, or? No. Ashley uh, is, a, is a dude? Yeah. Mm. Um, you'll also be having a bunch of other matches. Um, you will be seeing the Ray de Velarde, uh, Ray de Velarde's semifinal uh, four-way elimination matches. So far announced in this, it's usually they have, it's fatal four-ways. The first match as of now that they have is Rich Swan versus Shinron versus Tigre Uno, and the fourth participant is unknown as of now. This is all Chikara? Yeah, this is Chikara. What? Yeah. So, I mean, they, they this is their big show. This is what they go all out for, the King of Trios. Well, it is the big show. Yeah. So, go check them out. Eastern Pennsylvania, Chikara Wrestling. Go support the King of Trios. Yeah, speaking of uh, Pennsylvania, though, moving on to the Sanctuary... On September 21st, that's next Sunday, at 172 North Wyoming Street in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, they are going to have their third ever event. Everything begins at 5 p.m. I believe the main event is Damian Gibbs versus Anthony Bowens, which stemmed from last time, last their show last time. So uh, you don't want to miss that. And I, I'm not positive, but you might be able to stick around for... Night of Champions after that. I'm not too sure, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Ashley Remington, male. Also known as uh, Dolphin Castle. Um, oh, man, apparently tonight. Yeah, tonight, apparently. Dang it! What the heck? I told you. Now this is going to annoy me. Uh, <laughs> two CWs having an event tonight, actually, so there's no point to really mention, to talk about it right now. But I should probably promote that when we get off the air. Mm. So... Um, but yeah, that's all the independent wrestling that we have to talk about. ChikaraPro.com, Five Bro Wrestling, NYWC, uh, Warriors of Wrestling. Go check them all out. Um, let's get on to these shameless plugs. How about it? Shameless plugs. All right, time for the shameless plugs. Uh, Chris, the one of the former hosts of Mark and Out, um, he has just filmed and edited uh, Barn Burner, the music video for Kit Carson, Barn Burner. So go search that on YouTube. That is Barn Burner by Kit Carson. He did all the filming and editing of the music video, put together all by himself. Great job, Chris. Um, make sure that if you want anything videotaped uh, or, or if you're putting on a concert or you have something special going on, you want uh, recorded and edited. Contact Chris. You can go like his page on Facebook. It is CMS Video, and that's facebook.com slash CMS Video. CMS Video. Go check him out. Um, also, go follow him on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. 
Um, number two, American Horror Story uh, Freak Show just put out a trailer teasing the upcoming season in October, and I I flipped out for it. I'm a big fan of horror, especially um, American Horror Story. If you guys, if anybody likes horror movies uh, and doesn't watch this show, I highly suggest you watch it. It is so innovative, messed up, and fun to watch and enjoyable. Just go check it out. American Horror Story Freak Show. Last but never the least, everybody that promoted us during Monday Night Raw and throughout the week of wrestling, thank you very much. Go follow Allie at the Alley Cat 1122. Jasmine at and Justin at Justin DeRosa 316. Jonathan at John Griffin. Bada Bing at X Bada Bing X. And we got two more. B Montem B at NYWC underscore Psy Guy. And last but not least, Rohit RK at Rohit CR2K. Thank you very much to you guys and ladies that promoted us. Um, it is always appreciated. We, uh, we respect all of you. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Brandon, do you have any shout-outs? Of course you do. Why do I ask? Brandon, shout-outs! <laughs> <laughs> You good? Yeah. Okay. Well, the first <laughs> It doesn't make like it doesn't it's not gonna make sense for us to come back laughing and people aren't gonna understand what happened. No no. no record. I am recording. The first shout out's going to the lone wolf of uh well I guess not really the lone wolf, but uh, the Lone Wolf to tweet at Disney, at Bruckheimer, JB, at JB Films and Disney Pictures this week, which was you, Dave. So shout out to him. Thanks for that. Uh, everyone should still tweet to them and tell them that I have a, a really good orange beard and uh, should be in Pirates of the Caribbean 5. I will give you a shout out. guess it doesn't mean much, but whatever. Uh, number two. Never really spoke about this yet, which was surprising, but uh, next shout-out's going to 1989, which is Taylor Swift's fifth studio album. Uh, I'm pumped for October just to get this. I know this; it's more of a pop album, but... I'm so disappointed in that. Yeah, but I, if you... I mean, think of... Think of Red, and that was such a pop album. That wasn't no, it, it was. I, I just want her to go back to those like first two CDs where she did have... Uh, country music. I feel like it's unfor unfair for her to still continue winning country music awards. But maybe she won't. Yeah, I mean, she probably will. But yeah, I just but maybe she won't. She's not really country anymore. Maybe she won't though. I mean, why should she win over someone that's like Miranda Lambert that's putting out country music? Yeah, but I'm definitely excited for that. Yep. And uh, I, I'm sure everybody has by now heard "Shake It Off" her single. Which yeah, is, I'm, a, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, it's the greatest song ever. But, And then the last one is uh, an anti-shout-out going to Apple. Everybody at Apple, uh, because they, they quietly discontinued the iPod Classic this week. And that's bullshit. 
I've been waiting for years for them to make a, a new iPod with more gigabytes. And then they just pull it from everywhere and they discontinue it. Like, what the fuck, man? And That's it's crazy. Yeah, the, the 160 gigabyte iPod, classic. No longer, excuse me, like, I think the, the most gigabytes you'll be able to have on an iPod is now the Touch, which is like 64 maybe. Mm -hmm. It's like so disappointed. That's like the end of an era. I got mine, I think, in 2003. It was like the third generation iPod already. Mm -hmm. It was like the first one compatible with iTunes. Man, am I going to miss this? A lot of people are going to miss it. You're going to miss this. Yeah, I'm definitely going to miss it. If my iPod breaks now, I'm fucking screwed. Whoa. Do you have the curse? Yeah. That's like the 15th curse on this podcast. I will be. And you curse too. You, you didn't correct me. This isn't a podcast. It is. Let's let's face facts. Let's just not. kidding. No. Yeah, but no. that was uh, my shout outs. And uh, let's move on to our... Our... out moment of the week i'm sure it's safe to say uh collaboratively that it was nxt no actually i can't say that for sure for me it's nxt on monday night raw though i'm gonna go with nxt that fatal four-way yeah that's why i was gonna i thought for a second maybe but then boom that blew that out of the water but for yeah. just I, I still I'm still speechless with that match though. Just for the fact that it took place on Monday Night Raw in front of the crowd that it did, in front of the crowd and got reaction that it got. And that's how well WWE has been doing. That's what happens when you have someone down there for so long and you perfect everything. It's not like you're calling them out and the crowd's getting no reaction. It's just it's just disappointing though, like I said before, that next week probably won't feature NXT, but yeah, it should. It really should because that was the highlight. That's my mark out moment of the week. That was the highlight. It's been my that's been my highlight for many weeks of Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. But that was our mark out moment of the week. You could uh, feel free to close out the show right now if you'd like. Yeah, um, I guess I got to go get a new book because my book is all done. Wow, just... from what year to what year? Well, no, this is I only started this episode one forty two. That's still, I mean, yeah. Still I, do I have a date? Yeah, uh, May twenty eighth, two thousand thirteen. Oh wait, no, that's a class. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, October eighteenth, two thousand thirteen. So we had Bound for Glory hole, uh, Outside the Ring news, Wrestle Bowl, and a few other fun stuff. Yeah, fun so. stuff indeed. But that was our show this week, uh, Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk, episode 188. Uh, you could follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. You can follow the podcast itself on Twitter at Marking Out. You could like Marking Out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Marking Out. What are you laughing at? I'm not laughing. You sound like you started laughing. Yeah, because I put myself, then I plugged Marking Out's Twitter, and then I wasn't plugging your Twitter. Oh. You can follow Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Uh, find past episodes, current episodes on MarkingOut.com. 
Stitcher Radio, iTunes, leave us a subscribe, or not leave us a subscribe. You can subscribe there. You can if leave Stitcher us- Radio is going to tweet us out, you should be tweeting us out as well. Oh, I thought you were going to say iTunes. No. Yeah, but uh, definitely check it out, Stitcher Radio. I guess that's the only place you could listen to it on iPhones and smartphones in general. I don't know why the website doesn't work properly on that, but... Uh, other than that, thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in every week. Thanks for submitting questions and comments. Uh, everybody, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week and summer. that sound with his tongue yeah you want to hear how fast i can say yo see it yo 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 yo